soulstoo.org. We have that URL captured. And our whole mission will be to continue to help humans understand that animals are souls too. And they are, of course. You can look into it. The eyes of a kitty cat or a dog or a horse or a cow or chicken, anybody. And they're souls. And they come in and out of a body just like we do. I know I've told you before, but I had a cat that reincarnated back to me and Golden Retriever, Bria, she left about six, seven years. Been a while now. Five years ago? But I talked to her quite a bit. If you want to come back, do it again. I was madly in love with her. Just let me know, and I'll take care of you again. Have some more fun. I don't care. Whatever you would. You know, and I always put it to her and also do the cat. Jazzy boy, talk to him too. If you want to come back, let me know. And they will. If they want to come back and have another relationship with me for, what, 20 years or whatever, they will. Or maybe not. But we always want to remember that um, just like people, animals have free will too. So you always want to put it into, if you want to, come back and we'll have some fun. I've had some dreams with uh, with Bria, the golden retriever, that she wants to um, be a pony. I've seen the white her white horse a few times. It was her. So when I look at these things, I also look at it globally, thinking, well, maybe I'll be moving from here someday, because the land we're on now, as nice as it is, it's very rocky. It's very hard land and hilly, west of Austin, not very conducive to a horse. So if Priya wants to come back and me take care of her as a horse, that means I would want to have land more conducive to be a horse person. So you see how that works. You can look at these kinds of things and say, hmm, maybe, uh, maybe I'll, I might want to be moving somewhere. So then when you have that idea, then you'll look around, and that's how we can move through life, letting spirit kind of point the way rather than doing it from the mental. Right? Just a little, just a little different way to do it. From Jenny. Enjoyed your conversation with Cindy. I can't believe at your age you want to have kids. What are you, crazy? <laughs> yeah. At my age. I don't even know how old I am. I don't know how old I am. Seriously. No idea. People, they ask me, if somebody asked me, how old are I? I said, I don't know. What, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't. I just don't. 
I don't even know what it means. Think about it. You could take 2023 and put the year that I came into this reality and then subtract it and have a number, right? Does that mean anything to me? Seriously. I would never attach myself to a number like that. Any number. Why would you? There's so much energy around these numbers. If you buy into a number, then you're going to be that number. Just the way it works. I mean, seriously. I mean, say you can take your 2023 and put the year you came in, if that number is, say, 55. Whatever. If you say, well, I'm 55 years old. Every thought, every image, everything you've ever heard about someone who's 55, every movie you've ever seen where somebody is 50 and they looked a certain way, anything that, any bit of energy that's around that number, and if you accept that number, that's 55 years old, that's what you are. And every bit of that information, consciousness, images, feelings, you can do this when you're 55, your testosterone goes down, you know, everything, all and on. The matrix is always in there trying to tell you that when you're this, you're going to be that. Even all these natural people do. I don't listen. Well, when you're 60, you know, you get lower testosterone. Really? What does that even mean? If you, if you believe that, well, that's, that's, what, that's what you're going to get. Numbers are all energy, right? So there's no sense accepting any of it as real. Why would you? I am what I am, you know, I don't know. What does it matter? What does it matter? I mean, it's no accident that when people, when they get to this certain number, age, whatever it is, then they start to wear out and they get old. And the only reason is because they, they believe it. The only reason. I mean, you can, it's so fascinating, you can lay there quietly at three in the morning, which I love to do, talk to God. And don't breathe, don't think, don't do anything. Just be there with God. Total. And you absolutely know it. Absolutely know it. There's no way on God's green earth that when you're in that state that the body is aging. What we call aging. You know, um, 
being catabolic. You have anabolic building catabolic. There's no reason to believe that the cells, the muscles, the eyesight, the everything, hormones are all just getting worse just because, because. Why would it? Body is not coded to, to age. There's people that have lived. I have a spiritual, several spiritual teachers that they've had their body for thousands of years. Thousands. So the body is not genetically coded, you know. It's all it's all pre-programmed by our culture. By our moms and our dads and ourselves and our well, you know, you're you're sixty five now, you really better slow down. You know, all that stuff. On and on and on. Especially in novels and movies. It's all just programming. It doesn't mean anything. Just somebody out there flapping their their wings or riding riding down. So it's just our choice, really. I don't know how long I'll be around here. I don't. I don't really care, actually, because <laughs> I know, I know when it's time to leave. It's going to be great. I've had several. Well, I've been blessed with many out-of-body experiences, and believe me, you're going to love it. When it's time, you can love it. It's going to be great. Now, the more, <laughs> I'll put a little asterisk on that, it's going to be great. The more, my experience is that the more we clean things up here in physical reality, the more options we're going to have when we do leave our body for the last time, also known as dying. A lot more options. Where you gotta go? What's your next step? Do you wanna, do you have to come back here? Which I don't recommend, but most people do. Do you wanna come back here? Can you imagine Popping into a little baby's body again. Born like Cindy was talking about. And you go, whoa. This person loves me, is my mom, but I have no idea what's going on. But here's the cool thing for new moms like Cindy. If you, from the very beginning and never lose consciousness of the fact that this little soul that just popped in has probably been around many lifetimes, maybe a million, has just spent such such and such time somewhere else in another reality, decided that he or she, souls are neutral, but decided that 
it wants to come into a female body. It could be could be a relative, could be who knows. Could be your mom or your dad that came in that has left and want to hang out with you. Any number of things. But I guess the point is that when you really remember every moment that your child is a soul, not the body, not the personality, but is a soul, and um, and live that life with them, it'll be such a blessing you can do for the little one to help her never forget that she's a child of God, a spiritual being, popped in there to have some fun with you, and she can stay as long as she wants, and she didn't need to get sick if she doesn't need to. She didn't have to believe in germs and whatever. And to help her remember her dreams, and you can do that early. Where'd you go last night? Oh, well, I was here. Really, tell me about it. Many cultures do that. Indians, American Indians used to do that because they knew. I know the, uh, um, what's that um, in Australia? Who are those folks in Australia? You know what I mean. You know who I mean. The Maoris or all kinds of cultures would talk to their children about where they were when their body was sleeping, also known as dreaming. So you can, you can, um, All the time. Where'd you go last night? Do you remember? Oh yeah, I was with Grandpa or whatever. Really? What happened? And help cultivate that. I'll tell you a little story. This is, this is kind of fun. Let me take a drink. Cindy, you just called... Sounds like she was a former Christian because she's questioning a lot of the Bible and stuff, which is cool. This is true. Well, it was written by one of my spiritual teachers who I trust, so for me it's true. Long ago, long, long ago, children were baptized you know, with the water. And the reason for the baptism was to um, a metaphor for initiating that space at the top of the head, you know, the soft spot, which is often where soul leaves the body through the top of the head. Often, you can also, soul also leaves through the third eye. So they would pour this holy water over the head and it was a ceremony kind of saying to the child, okay, you've been coming back and forth through this spot for the last six, for the last, um, whatever, they were babies, right? For the last month. 
So you can keep doing that your whole life. So they would do a ceremony to commemorate the idea that this soul is in a body but can go back and play with God and go other places anytime it wants until it leaves this body with death. That was the idea of the ceremony. To, I'm looking for the right word, it's kind of just to make that area, the top of the head, more open permanently. So that was the whole idea. The, that makes sense with the holy water. So Christians, being the rascals that they are, uh, I'm going to be as nice as I can here, they, they, they turn that ceremony into sin. That's right. They turned it into sin. I grew up in a Catholic church. If you didn't get baptized because you were born with original sin, which is a lie, if you didn't get baptized to wash that away and you die, then you would go to some place called limbo and never get to see God ever. Lie. And they do this, did this, still do it today, to trap people into feeling bad about their sins, confessing their sins, being guilty about their sins, essentially to control them. Religions, most are all about control. So they turned a beautiful ceremony to telling this soul that as a child of God can leave the body whenever it wants out the top of the head and we're going to pour water on it and it's just going to commemorate this and memorialize this space and you come and go to a terrible thing convincing the kid and the mom that they came in with some original sin and you have to get baptized to cleanse the sin and God will forgive you and and Jesus died on the cross to get rid of that, and it's just all a bunch of crap. Sorry. Now, you can believe that if you want. Sorry for being so rude, but I guess it's just growing up with it, and you just knew it was lies, you know. There's just no, there's no person, there's no entity, there's no organization, there's no energy that matters to you and I that will ever, ever, ever tell us we're bad, tell us we shouldn't have done that, we really screwed up, we committed a sin, you're going to go to hell. You're going to burn and... Real teachers never do that. Because real spiritual teachers are just about love. And you... They just don't give you a hard time, ever. If anybody does, move along.
Just move along. Nothing here. Because when we tell somebody that they've messed up, they've sinned and they really need to change or whatever it is, it's just a control mechanism to control you. Nothing more. Because God doesn't care. God is just love and God's going to keep loving us no matter what we do. Oh, yeah, well, what if you commit a kill people? Well, you got to deal with that. Bad karma. You don't want to do that. But there's a difference between karma and sin. Karma is if you kill somebody, you don't want to do that because you you have to deal with killing somebody, how it affected their children. You, you know, you could spend lifetimes cleaning up after murdering somebody. Many lifetimes. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes deep, karma, and it's all real, and it's all accurate, and boom, 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 boom. So don't do that, and you know that. Never hurt anybody. Pretty cool, huh? Sin. Oh my. Hi Patrick, I'm dealing with some health issues either with the brain or the gut having poor sleep, all types of tinnitus, tinnitus. How do they say that ring in the air? Weight loss and more. I've been listening to your show trying to find a practitioner to consult. However, I'm having a hard time finding one close to me that I can go to visit. In the, in the past I've seen, oh, if you're calling in, hold on. I'll be right there. Let me finish this. Stay on hold. Um, in the past, I was looking to Dr. Jennifer Daniels. I want to get my body back to pre-sick state. I live in North Carolina. Do you know of any holistic health practitioners? You know, I do not. I do not. Health practitioners. North Carolina. Do you know what I would do, Nick? I would, I would go to Darko Felchek's site. He's a really cool guy. V-E-L-C-E-K. And um, get a session with him. He doesn't charge for him. You can send him a donation if you want. And see if he can kind of get you. You got a lot going on. And I think if you can get your diet right, and um, things will start unwinding. Darko Belchek. On the phone, good morning. Who's this? Sean and Sharon up in the Northwest here. How we doing? Don't, don't you work for a living? I mean, you just call. No. <laughs> I, I'm laying in bed after the sauna here, doing my wa'un all wrapped up in a cocoon, listening <laughs> to the conversation here. 
Uh, detoxing, God. doing my daily detox. Man, you got it going on, Sean. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Sean called yesterday. Did you see the picture of your meat on the air? Did you see it? I didn't. I no. See, I just yeah. I I just <laughs> listen to the audio. I don't do the video. And I oh, guess I a lot of people like the video, and but you know, I I just do the audio. So, so what's going no, on with you? Conver- what's happening? Well, good conversation. I I love the conversation about sin and God and, and spirit and all this stuff. And I, I guess I just to spark up a little you know tip for tat here. But <laughs> okay, well. uh you know, I, I guess you could say everything's love, but no, it, it can't just be love because if you're a parent, you know, it, uh, you have to, you know, you have to discipline the sin. You have to discipline the wrong. If not, it, everything love is just, hey, everybody gets a ribbon. No, you know, no, I think you're taking maybe a little bit too far. Well, what, right. what, I, I think what it would be, uh, similar, I don't know, uh, I've not been a dad this lifetime, and you have, but yeah. it's the idea, and your son's Only name. seven kids. Yeah, wh- what? Only seven kids, and two grandkids, and i got a third one on the way, and okay. i, I got to have my daughter listen to this one with uh, Gabriella's mom, okay. because yeah. uh, she's well, going to do a home birth too. It, it's just <laughs> the idea of that you love your son, right? And they, he just did something dumb, right? So it's the mm-hmm. idea that you came at him, Sean, with the idea... I really love you, you know. I'll never forget that. I just love you 100%. And I'm always going to love you. But when you hijack a car and take it downtown, you know, that's not cool. <laughs> so you can't do that, right. you know. And because you did that, you got to stay in and, and not uh, look at your phone for a year or whatever you want to do. And that's how you, right. that, that's what I'm saying. But you never forget that they're a soul and, and you, don't, you don't kick their ass for doing something dumb. You just try to move them to, not doing it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I I I 100% agree and I have this conversation with my beautiful bride Sharon yeah. and my 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 kids all the time and and one of my uh uh sons Dylan and it's just like I'm like okay, if that works out for you so well, why hasn't it worked with you who you're teaching? Say that again, why hasn't it worked okay. to who? Okay, so so when I have this conversation with anybody, right, and this is why this, this is why I say everybody do your own thing, and you know, Patrick talks the way he talks, and he affects the, some people, and maybe five out of ten people you know resonate with Patrick the way he talks. Right. Now then you have Sean. He talks the way he talks, and. Maybe five out of ten people resonate with the way he talks. And let's just give an example. Patrick can love on somebody and say, hey, you know, I know you're big boned and I know you've had your lifestyle and, and you know, you're, you're maybe not the weight you're supposed to be. And, you know, let's just go down this path and let's just explore your past and everything. And, and, and I 100% agree with that. Or you could get Sean and say, um, Sally, you're fat. I don't know. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. You need to put down the donuts. Everybody's been coddling you and cuddling you and speaking not nicely to you. You know what? I'm going to kick you in the nuts here. I'm going to tell you the way it is. And maybe that will get her to 
or him or anybody. I mean, this is just an example. And and I have this conversation with so many people. It's like, great, you speak the way you speak. And if you have 100% success and everybody changes and you help them out, then great, come tell me. But I haven't had one person in 52 years say, I got 100% success with the way I talk to somebody. And I don't have 100% the way that... You know, well, I talk to yeah, I, and I think, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a direct person. It, it's know, not I'm about a, having a success. You know, it's about, um, I don't know, trying to listen to somebody and know where they are at the moment, Sean, and then doing whatever right. you can to help move them that next inch, right? That next little right. step, that next little step. You really feel like getting tough love and telling somebody they're fat and you want to do that there's nothing you know you can do it i mean there's no rules i mean just you know mm-hmm. you do what you want but it, it really depends too if they come to you right and they're right. asking you now if they ask you for help that's a whole opening you you can just do it every way you feel right and you see if it works i don't know right I don't right know. you know what i mean right no yeah yeah, yeah. you see if yeah, it works it- yeah, well, I mean, it's, I, I don't know, I, I have a challenge with people that, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, they have this word empathy and compassion and love and sin and scolding and discipline and all, all these, if you want to say trigger words that some people love to, you know, use them. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's good and everything, but you know, the whole point is to help people, you know, move forward in whatever, wherever they want to go. And, and, you know, there's not one way, but so many people, and I will say this, my 52 years, my, so many people want to just do, uh, and I would say, I, I will say just this compassionate, loving, caring, and, and I'm obviously compassionate, loving, and caring, but I speak the truth of, Hey, this is where it's at. You know, you're broke. You know, you need to change. You know, um, you know, wh- whatever it may be. You know, and uh, you know what you're doing isn't working out for you. And so, you know, we, we need to make some changes here. And uh, uh, so, I don't know. I love having this discussion with people. And well, I don't. I don't yeah. think that being compassionate and kind and um, whatever you're alluding to on that end. Um, takes away any ideas that that you're not going to have to change, you know, to move forward. I mean, because that's the whole point of their coming to you, right? If they come to you asking for guidance, they want to make some changes, and maybe you can tell them how they can change. That's fine, right? Yeah, I mean, right? Because love and compassion doesn't mean that you just say, "Okay, peace, love, and hippie beads." You just continue doing the same thing, and you're going to be fine. That's not very smart. I mean, right? That's just great. Yeah, that's yeah. Good luck with that, right? Go to India and people are just sitting around praying, you know, for somebody to save them. And there's 1.5 billion people that can't even support themselves. You know, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Well, yeah, it doesn't uh, work. Oh, I got I got one I saw on Facebook here the other day a picture of a a hippie polygamist with like ten wives. Right. What is what is a hippie polygamist? Name his wives. I don't know. 
one Mississippi, two Mississippi, <laughs> three Mississippi. <laughs> you know, what's a great line is, when you pray, when you pray, move your feet. Right? I love that. There you go. When you pray, baby, yeah. move your feet. Because, and my teacher, his favorite line is, when you give 110%, I've said this many times, right? 110%, then God kicks in the rest. 110. Yeah. That's, exactly. you know, that's when things change for people. And they got to get up and rock and roll. Uh, we all do. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, so I, I understand your point. I just think you're, you're a bit more yeah. hardcore about it than I am. But we're all different. Oh, it doesn't matter, you know. I understand. Oh, it's like everybody says, oh, marriage is 50-50. I'm like, wow, you're only bringing 50% to the table? Really? <laughs> That's right. I, the marriage is 110-110 here. That's right. Come on. I agree, man. So 150-150, it's not 50-50 here. I mean, when you get a divorce, that's when you divide 50-50. <laughs> you have to make it work. you got to go 150-150. 150-150. Well, <laughs> yeah. Do you have seven so, kids? So, seven, have... 30 all the way down to 14. Wow. And oh. two grandkids and one more is due at the end of the month here. And, and she has listened and she's uh, doing a home birth with the midwife. And, oh, cool. And I would love for her to talk to Gabriella because, yeah, I didn't, uh, when I heard that Gabriella's mom uh, said that she did. So it was just her and her husband did the birth. Actually, Gabriella was the baby. So Gabriella. But yeah, Gabriella's mom. Cindy. Yeah. yeah um, Cindy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you might check good. out that lady that Cindy mentioned. Did you hear that? Um, yeah, I heard that. I was going to. She sounds pretty good. Her. Emily S A L V. If I can read my handwriting, S A L A S A L V A Y A. That might be something yeah, fun. Send, Cindy, if you're still listening, send Patrick an email and uh, okay. send her that so we can you can uh, maybe her interview out. her because yeah, she's due at the end of the month and uh, and uh, you know. I well, have convinced her to do the home birth and stay the heck out of the hospital, and and uh, so she is doing that with the midwife, and and uh, oh, she's so, got a midwife. Well, she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Be careful, uh, Sean. I'm just being tough love with you. Be careful of convincing somebody to do something, because then, oh, then you're okay. You, okay, then you're that all in. Yeah, then you're all in yeah. karmically with it, and yeah. then if something goes wrong, who are they going to blame? Yeah. No. Well, I know she didn't talk with anybody else in her life. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah. It's just, hey, she's pregnant. Next thing you know, she's got a midwife. I'm like, oh, she did listen. Oh, good. She yeah, good. Yeah. And, yeah. And she didn't call me and talk to anything. She was just, yeah, that was, that was uh, her upbringing. And so, um, yeah. Cool. Uh, that was very good. Very good to see. So. Yeah, Cindy can send in an email of yeah. Yeah, maybe that lady check her out. Interview her. I'd love to check her out because yeah, I had my cousin did the same thing. He did a uh, baby birth, uh, you know, a bath birth at home over in Squim, Washington, and you know, did the whole placenta thing and actually planted it on their farm like like Cindy's doing and pretty fun. And, uh, they got their own ranch over there, and so yeah. But, uh, okay, good. Yeah, well, thank, thanks for calling in and let us know how we can help. All right. Take have care. fun. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. I, could you imagine ever really convincing your child to do something? 
from my perspective, I think if you do the dance, they'll come to their conclusion that this is what they want to do. That's when you've got something. But force is tough, you know. I mean, what do they call it? Force de jour? What was that saying? Yeah, I'm not into forcing anybody to do anything. Especially when it comes to my body. There's no way. See, I take the position that I am the thyroid. I am the liver. I am the kidney. I am the stomach. Because I am, right? Who else is then in there? Is there a separation between Patrick and his stomach? I don't think so. Start worrying about something and, and that that angst you feel in your stomach. Is there any separation there? <laughs> so, the way I do it is just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to boost up the thyroid here a little bit because, you know, oh, whatever. I don't even think about it in those terms anymore. It's just, just all juicy to me. All juicy. Um, Does the hydrogen machine change your pH? Um, hmm. I think everything changes the pH in your body what we think and what we feel, what we eat, and the body's always going back and forth. So, so I, I've never seen any value. Well, I used to, before I knew better, you could take a you know a pH paper, and there were people would pee on a pH paper, and if it was too acid, which was yellow, they would uh, alkalize the body. To, you know, that's all nonsense. Your body, your body knows what it's doing. You don't need to take pH paper to see if you're acid or alkaline. Your body's always trying to get back into balance, whatever it is. If your tongue goes white, Adam Berkstrom has told us, then there's probably over acidity, over acid, and then you could, you know, do more alkaline-forming foods if you want to play with that, but there's so many different things you can look at. Tongue, tongue color is one. Your eyes. There's people do all these kind of things. And the observation that people, from an email, oh, the observation that people get sick and supposedly pass something on is an epidemiological observation. It's not a causative explanation. Right. There are literally hundreds of possible logical reasons for illnesses, and they never 
a never scientifically proven invisible virus is, is not one of them. Well said. Yeah, this uh, virus thing has not been proven. Bacteria, they're trying to do the same thing in my experience and the people I've hung around with. Herpes, same thing. HPV, that is all made up. Giving these teenagers, could you imagine hyper, hyper, what do they call it? Hyper, hyper something virus. No virus out trying to catch a 12-year-old girl and give them a vaccine. They're just killing people. <laughs> Sorry, they just are. So with these people, I don't, I don't care if I'm snarky with them because I'm, I'm calling them out. They are just killing people. So, no evidence. Matter of fact, all evidence in the world, all the studies that have been coming out the last two or three years, the less vaccines, the healthier the kids are. I don't think there's one vaccine that is needed. Why? There's no Germans. Why would you give somebody a vaccine? It's all been made up since the polio thing. When I was in the service in the Navy, I joined in 1965 in boot camp. They'd have you roll up your sleeves and then they have these guns, you know, like a gun. And they'd have one person on each side of you and they'd, they'd put it right here, you know, um, yeah, like right here, you know, something like that. They go, <laughs> Man, I don't know what kind of stuff they shot me with, but it was a lot. But, you know, it's interesting. I, I didn't go through a lot of um, crazy illnesses when I was, 20s, 30s, 40s. You know, I'm like, you know, so if you've given your, your kid a vaccine or so, don't beat yourself up and just move on and just move on and help him to detox on a regular basis and make sure Mr. Liver's happy and they're pooping regularly, drinking plenty of water, get some sunshine. They'll get rid of all this stuff. You know, that's the beautiful thing about Toxins from the air, the water, the food, you know, whatever. They're spraying stuff out of the airplanes, who knows. Um, that the body's going to get rid of it. Plus, somebody posted something on, on Facebook the other day, something like, if the germ theory really existed, we'd all be dead. And that's, that's, that's really great. You know, we would be. We would just be dead, you know. We'd all be dead because we'd all be giving people all these imaginary germs and how would we make it out of here? It's hilarious. Dear Patrick, I, I liked your insight about AI on a past show they are stupid and not a threat to us. Just collected data. How about computer brain interface that they might be manipulating us? Or are they really, are, are they really, or are they really, can we prevent them? 
I'm listening to Dr. Daniel's old episode, and she thinks there is no threat of Illuminati because we have a choice. Now I realize that this information, fear, porn, even in alternative space. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I don't believe any of that stuff, you know, that they can control us. I mean, you see these stories like, you know, they can't control, they can't control you. They, 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 whoever they are, they can't control you. Period. Oh, they may, I don't know, you know, maybe in a, maybe they put thought, I don't know. They can't. You are soul. You have a mind, which is a computer, pretty much. It's not physical, right? Not physical. The brain is physical. The mind and the brain are one, even though they're separate. So if you think something like, I'm sick, it's in the body because you just created it at that moment. I'm going to catch something. I'm going to spray my shopping cart. Whatever. So that's in the body when you think that. But anyway, so I guess I guess there's technology where they can fly negative thoughts through the air. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's all fear porn to fear this stuff, you know. And the more you fear it, then the more it's a part of you, and the more it can then, and then uh, affect us. But if we don't fear something, and we don't, we don't let it in, because we, we've talked about this often, that we, we have this aura, right? Our state of consciousness is like an aura. Not like an aura, it is an aura. And the more clarity we have, the more light that shines because there's less particles blocking the light and we are the light. So we already are the light, right? We are light beings, we know that. So the less loose particles we have flying around blocking the light, pretty simple, whatever it is. Chemtrails will kill you and you carry that around. That's a, a dark patch that's in your consciousness and that blocks the light from shining forth. So this aura is just goes out as far as as far as we want it to. God's aura is everywhere, <laughs> the big aura. And the only way that something can affect us is if we puncture that aura from the inside. Nobody can puncture it from the outside. Can't do it. That's just the way God set it up. So, we're protected. But if we say, oh man, these chemtrails are going to eat me up and I get particles in my body and they've got all these names for this stuff these people create. 
Lyme's disease had all made up. And when you fear it and you think you have it, well, then you've then allowed that energy in to your aura and then you create it. You can create anything you want. Cancer. People do. I think it's... Uh, by the way, I'd like to join the show before we leave. 888-663-6386 is the phone line. I love phone calls. I want to get more people to call because it's so much fun. Um... I just read the headlines, you know, because I, I don't want to get involved in this. So I can look at the headlines, and you just see what they're doing. Just read two words in the headline, and just move on to the next one. But these people, the Musk of the world, and the Googles, and the Microsofts, and all these people that are pushing this AI stuff, Hollywood, they... They're building a whole argument of how dangerous. See, this is, see the words they use? How dangerous AI is. Well, it's really dangerous, and we really got to be careful because it's dangerous and it could take over the world. You see, it's, it's all psychological operation to convince us that AI can take over the world. And what a better way to convince us that AI can take over the world is to write stories about that they're concerned that AI can take over the world. These people are not stupid. You know, they're psychopaths, but this is what they do. So then, you know, you read enough of these and that's stories and and news stories and AI, you know, really. How are you going to take over the world? So it's just a computer. It's just a computer program. It's a relational database. It's it's modeled after the mind because the mind created this stuff. People... And it's, and it's a relational database. That's all it is. Not smart. Doesn't know anything. Mind is not smart. Doesn't know anything. Not a clue. The only thing it knows is what we've accepted to be true. That's the mind. Mind doesn't know anything. Soul knows everything. Mind knows nothing. So AI doesn't know anything. But you watch, man, they're going to they're gonna convince the world that these things are smart, but they're dangerous, but they're smart. But if we really pay attention, that they're not going to, we're not going to let them get us because we're smarter than, you know. It's all nonsense. I mean, if you're on a... Um, you're on Windows, which is, you know, software, right? Which is just what the mind is, software. And your computer says, okay, you really need to go out and jump off a bridge because I guess people do it. Why would you listen to it? Fascinating.
I just think it's so cool how Divine Spirit is always helping us to do what we want to do. It works. For example, I can just give you my example. So, I'm moving more into writing screenplays. I want to produce films. I'll produce films and make films and write really good screenplays with good characters with lots of emotion and spiritual principles to the movies. Three screenplays I've written so far are downloaded. I don't even like to say, I don't even like to use the term written anymore because I don't do any of it. I just sit there and that'd be fun. Anyway, um, we don't. We just download all this stuff. And then Hollywood and how Divine Spirit works to help me, so cool that we are the world, is doing everything it can. I didn't force him, but is doing everything it can to make my career easier, better, and more profound as a screenwriter. Now, how do you, how do you, how do you even explain that? But that's the way spirit works. It's always God works in mysterious ways. It's always doing everything it can to make my life better. As long as I accept it, love it, do everything I can to believe it's real, God. So Hollywood is doing everything it can to make my life easier because they're bonkers. And now they're on strike, the writers, because they're they don't want them using all this AI uh, with the, I mean, you've seen the pictures of these AI things. I think I still have it on my computer from yesterday. Oh yeah, here it is. Check this out. We played a Joint Adam show. This is, uh, this one's been going around the web. Her name is Sophia or Mia or I don't know what. Mila, Mila Sophia. If you're on uh, video on BitChute, you can see her. This is a computer-generated chick. Beautiful-looking gal. Computer-generated. And you know that's what they want to do. They just want to use a computer gal. They don't have to pay $20 million like... Uh, Barbie or whatever her name is. What's her name? Gal from Australia. I don't know. Sandra Bullock or all the rest of them. Twenty, thirty million dollars. Just create it on a screen. You wouldn't even know the. And so they're going to start doing this. So this is one of the things that the actors are really, you know, fighting about. And I, I don't know how they're ever going to come to a conclusion on it. These are business guys. These are business guys and they just want to make money and they don't care if the movie's any good. I mean, look at Ken and Barbie is a billion dollars already. Did you see that? A billion dollars. That's crazy. 
A billion dollars. I think that uh, the freedom thing with the child trafficking, I think they're up to about $150 million in sales. Only cost them $15 million to make. Boy, invest in that puppy, you'd be a rich person. I, I think I, I'll, I'm going to wait till Barbie comes on on Netflix or something, so I'll probably watch it. I don't think I'm going to go out and sit in the theater and watch Barbie, but it'll be interesting to see what they did with it. Billion dollars. So this whole Hollywood, you know, you think they're, you think they're going down the tubes now with the woke stuff, right? Now they start doing the and they're going to use AI to write screenplays, which, oh, that'll be good. That heart there, right? So as far as I'm concerned, I support them. Do it. Go for it. Go for it. You guys do all that. That'd be great. So when we make real films about real subject matters that count with real emotions and real characters that you care about, it's just going to stand out more. So, see how Hollywood's helping me? It's all good. And I've been thinking too, almost all movies today, almost all, are made on tape, right? Tape which is digital. Like this girl here, she's digital. So it looks real, but nah, there's, not, there's no whole, there's no um, soul there. There's no life. It's just digital. And I think movies on tape are like that for me too, most of the time. But I want to do, I'm going to do film, like film, real film. Just like the day when photographers used to use real film and not digital. It's a whole, whole different game. Uh, music. Do you know that vinyl is now outselling CDs? It all comes back around. Real musicians want to um, do analog and not digital. There's a difference in the way it sounds. Film's the same way. Film is... Um, Got, has texture, has depth of field, has real life to it. Film. I mean, go, go back and watch um, Casablanca sometime. It was done on film, of course. And just look carefully at Ingrid Bergman and Humphrey Bogart their eyes and their face. Very hard to do that on tape. You can, but what's his face? Um, Christopher Nolan, who just did the Oppenheimer movie, that was on film as well. He did it on the 70 millimeter, kick-ass, you know, huge. I'd love to see it on the big screen. 
course, I don't want to tell him, but if I ever meet him, I might say, you know, Chris, you know that I don't think they ever really did an atomic bomb. What? No evidence they ever did that thing. Uh, Kevin says, you posted on your front page uh, sometime information asking about who we would like to see more on your show or what subjects to explore. Really like the law shows. Enjoyed guests like Robert Reitzman and Charlie Sewell. Been listening to your old shows with Dr. Rivera from 2011. Do you still staying up with his stuff? No, I don't. I, I haven't communicated with Rivera you may know him. He's a constitutional guy. Yeah, we'll have Robert Richman back on. Charlie was out of control fun. I listened to that show. I think it was last week. And he's got something going on with the, you know, threatening to take the law license away from these attorneys who are allowing people at school boards and city councils and other places to um, break the Constitution. And see, they, they, they have taken an oath to uphold the Constitution, and so has he. Hasn't he? Do attorneys do that? See, my theory, you want to know my theory on this whole government thing? I don't think there's a need to file a bunch of paperwork and do all this stuff. Sean does it and Robert does it and and that's their thing and it's great and they do good with it. But I just don't have a, I don't have a, I just don't have the drive to do it. I don't want to get involved in it. Blah, blah, blah. I do it spiritually. These people aren't part of my reality and so they can't affect me. So what do I care? I think the more you get involved with them, the worse it gets, frankly. It's my theory. You do things on the spiritual level and everything's taken care of. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to file any papers. Nobody's going to ever bother you. You're, they're just not in your reality. And if they're not in your reality, they're not in, they just can't hurt you. can't do anything. You might run into people now and then and they'll say, hey, you really need to do this. I think you, I think you need to wear a mask. And just, all you do is go, nothing. Don't fight them. What's that line is? Uh, if you wrestle with pigs, you'll get muddy, and they love it. Don't do it. You can if you want. Not me. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to wrestle with those guys. You'll get muddy, and they'll love it. They love it when you fight them. They Because as Sean and Ritzman and Charlie will tell you, they're running the whole show and the whole thing game is cooked. So you never want to go into court, ever. It's all cooked. The attorneys run the show. And the judges. Did you, there was a story we talked about yesterday. Uh, I don't have it up. But it was um, somewhere, what's it? Uh, it was on the East Coast. And a federal court 
overturned a religious exemption. Was it Massachusetts or one of them? Saying that parents did not have the religion, the right to claim a religious exemption do not have their kids vaccinated to go to school. I mean, how can you, how can you, how can you even say something like this as a judge without being totally wacko? You can't, you can't get involved with these people. They're just criminals and they're psychopaths and they're never going to do anything that matters to you, that means anything, doesn't have any jurisdiction over you. Some judge says you can't have a religious, really? Listen to Charlie Sewell's show that we did last week. And it was about the First Amendment. Oops, my camera just went off. It was about the First Amendment. Let me put a new battery in. And, um, I'll tell you, it was stunning. Gorgeous. He was so clear. And this was its case, the First Amendment, the lady in, in Colorado, that's what they want with the First Amendment, her right to say whatever she wanted, and she didn't want to do a website for a couple who were gay. Let me get this camera straight here. And she, she took it to the, she took it to the Supreme Court. And man, the majority opinion says, you, there's no government, there's no entity, there's nobody that can prohibit your right to say something. Nobody. I mean, it, it was like amazing. I could, I could pull it up here and read it for you if I could find it real quick. Let me find Charlie's email. I got goosebumps reading it. So carry this puppy around with you. And if anybody says you can't say something, like the government, like the FBI or the CIA or somebody, Show them this. Uh, this Supreme Court thing says, no, you're wrong. Oh, I'm not going to find it now. But uh, you can listen to the Charlie Sewell show, and we read it, and it was stunning. They did no way. I mean, they just did, there was no, no um, loopholes. That we have the right to say whatever we want to say, and nobody can stop us. <clears throat> Nobody. Oh, I think I can find it. I want to read this to you. So judges removed good behavior. Iowa town. The people have the power over judges. Let's see if I got it. I'd like to read this to you before I go. It's so cool. 
Mm-hmm. That's not it. I'll go to the next one. Mm-hmm. One more. Sorry for this. Gotta be the last one. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, Patrick, you can find this really. See, I built it all up here. Now, I don't know even if I can find it. Hmm. Sorry. Well, I'm just going to post it on the show notes for you. I got these lights and it's hard to read. And he sent me these attachments, but it's there. And uh, this is the, the case, which was um, the, the people in Colorado. That didn't want to do the uh, the website for this uh, for this gay couple. And it was all about the First Amendment. And they were hardcore, boy. They said, "You just can't do it. You can't mess with it. I don't care who you are. No government." And they spelled it out: no government agency, no that didn't you know that don't like the way you're criticizing them. You just can't do it. Just can't do it. Sorry. Okay, well, I will see you tomorrow. We are going to have some fun. Uh, Mike Stone is going to be here, and we're going to talk about this uh, idea of our keeping our voltage, our energy, our battery up, which is the, the self-protection. This is our immune system, our spiritual immune system. And he's really getting in tune with this, which I appreciate. So we're going to talk about that and some other stuff, and we're going to do it tomorrow at 10 o'clock. So I will see you then 
Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for Cindy and Sean for calling in. And we will uh, see you tomorrow at um, 10 o'clock. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find that, that, uh, that, that, that paragraph out of this Supreme Court case, and I will post it on the audio shows and even on the BitChute so you can read this thing and I'll copy it, put it in your purse or your wallet. And <laughs> Anybody ever says you can't say something, you say, well, I can. I can even prove it. Look at the Supreme Court. And they will too, you know. They will try. All right, I love you all very much. Thanks for your support. Appreciate uh, all of your emails and support and thanks for the fundraising thing. It was great. It was terrific. So I love you and we will see you tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock. May the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.